The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, if you like the content on this episode today, I want you to click the subscribe button to make sure that you get all of our future content as well, because we're putting out multiple episodes a week to help you get into investment banking. I want to make sure that you don't miss any of it, okay? Today, I want to talk about how you can overcome having a low GPA if you are trying to apply for investment banking jobs, okay? Um, now, first of all, define low GPA, right? I would say that given how competitive investment banking is, um, typically you want to have at least a three, seven or above, that would be ideal. Okay. Um, if you have three, seven or above, uh, I think typically you're not going to get questions uh, about your GPA or your GPA won't be the reason why you don't get selected, uh, for an interview. Now, there are a lot of reasons why, uh, you, a lot of other reasons why you might not get selected, but at least your GPA won't be one. Now, if your GPA is not at a 3.7 or above, um, then I would say, you know, this video is for you, right? Um, so the first thing to know that is that uh, as long as as long as you have at least a 3.0, um, I believe it's possible to get into investment banking, okay? Um, our client, Tristan, in fact, uh, got into uh, investment banking with a 3.0 GPA, right? Um, and we have other clients uh, that have gotten into investment banking with GPAs in the low threes. Like I'm talking uh, between a 3.0 and a even between a 3.0 to a 3.3, right? Um, but doesn't mean that it's ideal, right? Um, what it does mean though, however, is that if you have a lower GPA, and this is obviously on a sliding scale, right? I said anything below a 3.7, you might get some questions about it, but obviously a 3.6 is much better than a and then, then a 3-4, which is better than a 3-2, which is better than a 3-0, right? But uh, you have to make up for your GPA somewhere else, right? Uh, what I mean by that is either you have better experiences on your resume uh, or maybe you're just better at networking with bankers um, and building relationships through that and getting your interviews with that. Uh, or, you know, you're just really, really good at interviewing, right? In fact, you probably need... Um, all of those things regardless, but uh, the worse your GPA is, the better you have to be in all these other areas to make up for it, okay? Now, out of the things that I just talked about, I would say um, having better experiences, meaning you know, relevant finance internships, leadership activities, and relevant student organizations at school, uh, as well as being really good at networking, those are probably the most important things because uh, – Having a low GPA where that hurts you primarily is it, it prevents you from getting interviews, right? Like a lot of times if uh, investment bankers look at your resume, they say, see that your GPA is on the lower side. That could be the reason why they decide to ding you and not give you the, uh, the interview. Now, if everything else on your resume looks really good, though, you can make up for that, right? Or if you've uh, built a really good relationship with a banker at the firm and they actually vouch for you, and told everyone that you're a really good um, candidate despite your GPA, 
then you can still get an interview that way as well, right? So once you can get to the interview stage, then it mostly just comes down to your interviewing skills, right? Like at that point, sure, your GPA, you know, they'll still know that it's lower than maybe some of the other candidates, but there are very easy uh, ways that you can kind of answer the question of like, well, why is your GPA so low, right? Where sometimes um, people get a question from the interviewer saying, well, we have all these other candidates who have 4.0 GPAs and they come from better schools. Why should we hire you, right? And so uh, that's probably a whole other um, video that I'll create um, separately. But regardless, though, just know that, you know, once you get to the interview stage, your GPA doesn't matter that much anymore. Then it comes down to your behavior and your technical interviewing skills, okay? Um, on a related note, uh, sometimes, uh, just to go on a tangent for a second, sometimes I see students who put too much weight on their GPA, you know, trying to improve their GPA from a 3.8 to a 3.9 or from a 3.9 to a 4.0. But that's like their main focus, right? When they have uh, actually bigger weaknesses in their uh, candidacy, right? Like maybe they don't have enough relevant experience on their resume. They don't have any internships or, you know, they're not in any student organizations or, you know, they're, they're not networking with bankers at all. Like those, in those instances, like those are actually the reasons that are going to, pre- uh, those, those reasons are actually going to prevent them from getting selected for the interview, despite the fact that they have a near perfect GPA. And so, um, that's a mistake, right? Like you want to make sure that you're balancing all of these things, um, if your GPA is already that good, you want to probably allocate more of your time to these other areas, okay, so that you can be a uh, more well-rounded candidate, right? Now, second thing you, uh, that you can do, obviously, um, aside from, you know, just becoming a more well-rounded candidate is uh, raise your GPA, right, if you have enough time, obviously. Like, you, whether that's, like, you know, switching your major because maybe the major you're in is too hard, taking easier classes, um, managing your time and just prioritizing better, right? Um, those are all things that like whatever it is that you need to do to improve your grades, you know, um, join study groups, get a tutor, like figure out wh- why it is that you're struggling in school, right? Uh, maybe you're just not taking classes in subject matters that you're not very good at, then you got to try to avoid doing that because it's going to hurt your, uh, it's going to hurt your career, right? It's going to hurt the opportunities that you have in terms of the interviews that you get. Um, and so raise your GPA if you have enough time, right? Meaning like, hey, if you're, for example, just a first semester freshman, um, you still have a couple more semesters to bring up your grades. So it's probably not the end of the world, right? Uh, of course, depending on how low your GPA is and how much you have to bring it up by, right? Do the math, do the weighted average calculation of how what your GPA is currently and how many units you've already taken and how many more units you have to take and what kind of GPA you have to get with those units to get to your target GPA, okay? Um, And then last but not least, sometimes you don't have enough time, right? So uh, maybe you're already a first semester sophomore, second semester sophomore, and recruiting is already starting. Uh, Or maybe here even later, maybe you're a junior or senior, and uh, your GPA kind of is sort of set in stone already because you have so many units already, Um, depending on the situation. But if you don't have enough time, then uh, consider buying more time, right? Uh, So one way to do this, uh, is obviously to delay graduation, right? Uh, by delaying graduation, I mean, maybe instead of graduating on time, you just take an extra semester. So you stay in school for 
four and a half years instead of four, instead of four years or five years instead of four, instead of four years, right? Um, sometimes you can do that by picking up a, an additional major. Maybe you pick up a double major uh, and it's an easier major and that can give your GPA a boost. But what that does also is it, it extends your recruiting timeline because now you can recruit for your junior summer internship the following year. It buys you an extra year essentially, right? Um, of course, there are costs associated with this. If you delay graduation, you got to pay extra tuition and whatnot. So that could get expensive. So make sure that's the right decision for you. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. Uh, I know a lot of students that have done this successfully, including students that we've worked with. Um, and that ended up being the difference that allowed them to get into investment banking, in which case it was totally worth it for them. Right. But it might not be the right thing for you. You have to decide. Um, the other way that you can buy more time is to get help. Right. So that you can be more efficient and everything else that you have to do. So for example, a lot of students that work with us here at Wall Street Mastermind, they're doing that because it's gonna help them free up more time um, on the application side of things because they know exactly how to put together uh, put together the, uh, the perfect application. They know exactly how to go out and find the relevant experiences they need. They know exactly how to network. And so they get a much higher conversion rate with the bankers when they're networking for referrals, which means they don't have to talk to as many bankers to get to the same number of referrals that they need, right? Uh, they can prepare for their interviews a lot more efficiently. They know exactly what to say for the behavioral interviews. They don't have to like try to figure it out on their own. Um, and on the technical side of things, they're able to learn all the technical topics in just 20 to 30 hours as opposed to hundreds of hours, right? And so those are all things that you're going to have to do on top of maintaining your GPA. And so there's a lot on your plate. And so the way you can buy time or free up more time is by investing in a program like Wall Street Mastermind, where we help you become a lot more efficient in everything else. And that frees up more time in your day to then be more focused on school um, and to raise your GPA and become a more viable candidate, right? So again, just to recap, one, don't be discouraged if you don't have a perfect 4.0 GPA. It's not true that you have to have close to a 4.0 to get into banking. We have so many students that have done it without that. Secondly, um, if you have enough time, obviously think of ways to raise your GPA. And last but not least, if you don't have enough time, think about if you can buy some time. Uh, and buy yourself more runway before recruiting starts uh, so that you can become a more qualified candidate. Okay, hopefully that helps you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wall, stmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.